When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody and welcome to the first episode of the Playing With Squirrels Boy Meets World podcast. Uh, I am Matthew Kelly, the host of this show. Um, Boy Meets World is one of my all-time favorite shows. I do a podcast that a few of you have probably heard called the Horror Movie Night podcast. And I wanted to do something uh, dramatically different than Horror Movie Night. Uh, talking about something as wholesome as Boy Meets World uh, with different people uh, throughout my life that have history with the show as well. And uh, we're recording this actually on Mother's Day. The episode, at the time you're listening to it, is coming out September 24th because we are releasing these episodes on the exact same day that the episodes originally aired. But uh, I'm trying to get a bunch recorded up front. Uh, and my brother happened to be home for Mother's Day. And I can't think of Boy Meets World without thinking of time with my family. Uh, I would have loved to have had my sisters on here, but timing was not in our favor. Brian, thank you for joining me for the debut episode of the Plays with Squirrels Boy Meets World podcast. No, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so the episode that we are talking about was creatively titled Pilot. <laughs> clever. Very clever. I like that. Uh, the description on the Wikipedia page says, Corey Matthews gets the tension after school for trying to listen to the Philadelphia Phillies baseball game while his teacher, Mr. Feeney, teaches the class the great value love has in all of their lives using Romeo and Juliet as its guide. Um, this episode was written by Michael Jacobs and April Kelly, who are the creators of the show. Uh, they didn't write every episode, but they wrote this episode. Um, it's funny watching the original episodes of Boy Meets World because it's really not that good no no not as good as the later <laughs> season but it's actually today i was watching and i was like wow because i love that show and i and i and i don't know why i loved it until today i was watching i was like because this show is for me you know yeah. like i wasn't nerdy i wasn't cool i was just an average guy that nobody cared about so like Corey matthews was like written for me yeah you know but but i think that there's and this is a thing that's going to come up throughout this entire podcast as we work our way through the seasons but the way none of the characters in this episode at all represent the characters that we remember. Yeah. Squints yeah. was in this episode. I didn't know that. <laughs> the he just disappeared after the pilot. I was going to say, was that the, the third best friend that we've never seen again that yeah. sat at the table with him? Um, yeah, like the only characters who kind of remain the same was like they never really changed Feeney too much mm -hmm. and, and Sean seemed about the same in in that as well but like Corey, like because so so after we watch this episode the season one dvd has a um 
a bonus episode from season four. So we were like, all right, well, let's throw on this episode because we knew that it was one of our favorites. And like in the first episode of the first season, and I'm pretty sure throughout the entire first season, Corey's like a huge Phillies fan. Like he's all yeah. about sports. And it's like that got dropped real quick. Yeah. <laughs> like immediately after this season, I don't think Corey's ever depicted as a person who even like remembers or understands sports. And then also his brother Eric is this was during like cool Eric. Before dumb. Before dumb Eric. Mark, yeah. Um and then his sister just disappears and then changes her face <laughs> and comes back many seasons later. Can we talk about though the little sister was adorable. She was adorable, but I also realized that Corey was kind of a dick. Like yeah. that whole episode. She's like, Oh, I'll go to the game with you. He's like, fuck off. Yeah. And then she's like, like, You want my daughter to be there? Like, no, and that scene when she asked, like she had a very long shirt on, I think was his. Like she's yeah. wearing his button up. Like, hey, I know it's scary up there. Like, do you want my doll? And he's like, get out of here. I don't get scared. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's she's very adorable. She's very kind. Um, it's weird because, like, I don't know about you, but my memories of of Boy Meets World obviously is from TGIF, mm-hmm. and it was you know how like there's those things that you don't appreciate until like you're looking back at them like twenty years later, like. I never appreciated how great it was that, like, the four of us always had Friday nights to look forward to. Like, I don't really remember making a lot of plans on Friday nights because to me it was always, like, we're going to watch TGIF, we're going to order pizza, and then, like, mom's going to make brownies that I can't eat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's also pretty lame. None of us had friends. No, none of us us had (laughs) friends. Never had anything to do on a Friday. (laughs) But, yeah, like... It really was an institution for us, just like SNCC. Like, SNCC, to me, I always think of, like, Grandma Gephardt's house. Like, we were always at Grandma Gephardt's house on Saturdays, and all of the cousins would climb, like, huddle in Uncle John's room on the second floor and watch SNCC. And I remember freaking out whenever, like, the Are You Afraid of the Dark theme would come on. Like, so it was... uh, Nostalgic, for sure. Yeah, but it it was like... it. It's funny because... (laughs) <laughs> watching Boy Meets World today with you kind of like took me back to that a little bit because there was such a rough middle in our in all of our lives yeah. that like it's cool that now it's like okay there was a point where we were kids and we would watch Boy Meets World together and we'd have like these really great memories and like joke around and have like this really close time and then there was just like this 6 year period where we all hated each other yeah. And, like, now, like, today was, like, one of the best days ever. And there was, like, almost no fighting amongst us. Like, it's it's nice that we've kind of finally gotten to the point that I guess all siblings eventually get to where it's like, no, we all, like, really love being around each other, which yeah. is which is cool. Um, so do you have any notes on the episode? I know you said you sat down and wrote some notes. And then I lost them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and I don't so, remember what I wrote. All right. So the episode starts off with Corey, Sean... And squints. Squints. <laughs> um, and they're talking baseball <laughs> because that's literally all they do for this first season. Yeah. Um, and they're they're spying on the fact that Feeney... Oh, no. They're bragging about who got to stay up the latest watching The Tonight Show. Yeah. Um, and they're spying on Feeney. See that Feeney's sitting and chatting with a, with a fellow teacher. And they're like, well, what's going on there? Then it jumps to class, and this is when Corey gets in trouble. He does get the tension. There's the uh, the angry black girl. Yes, <laughs> I liked that. 
I liked that a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, squints, that's what happened to Squints. Yeah, squints is like... So they're, they're reenacting the scene from Romeo and Juliet, and Feeney tells Squints, um, you found Juliet dead, now you must stab yourself with the dagger. And he, he says to Feeney... Um, uh, he he says something along the lines of like, "Look, we both know that she's not really dead. Maybe I should stab her a few times to make sure." And that's when this big black girl that's playing <laughs> Juliet jumps from the table, grabs him by the shirt, and do you remember what she says to him? "You better kill me" or something like yeah, that. She goes, "If you stab me, you better hope you kill me." Pick up the knife and kill yourself. <laughs> Come on, Mister Feeney. You and I both know she's not really dead. May I please stab her a few times just to make sure? <laughs> hey, you touch me with that knife, you better kill me the first time. <laughs> Which is very irresponsible of uh, Mr. Feeney in the first place. Yeah, he's like, using a real knife, it seems. <laughs> yeah. No, well, even the fact that, like, I was thinking about that, and maybe it's just because, like, we went to Delco school, yeah. you know? But, like... I didn't start looking at Shakespeare till like tenth grade, and it was too hard to comprehend yeah. that. That. that does have one of the best Corey lines, where he talks to him about like, you know, he's like, "This is a story of love and the things that you do for the love." And Corey just goes, "You know, I'm eleven, right?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that gets Corey his detention. Yes. Um, now, what wasn't on the Wikipedia thing is the brother storyline, uh, in which Corey is devastated that Eric has given up his Phillies ticket to take a girl on a date instead. Um, and uh, again, this was nice watching this with you because I always felt like whenever I watch Boy Meets World, I really feel like you and I had the the Eric Matthews, Corey Matthews brotherly relationship where Definitely. we would be real dicks to each other, but like deep down we like always were looking out for each other's best interests to the best of our abilities. Even like during the rough patches, we were very, like, defensive for each other. Yeah, um, sure. I always wanted to do the road trip. I know that that's, like, in a later season, but there's, like, that season where it ends with, with Eric and Corey just deciding to spend the summer driving around the United States together. And I was like, man, if only. Like, yeah, right. That our chances for that have clearly been missed. But Nah, you never know. And the most would be, like, if you moved back up north, taking a week to, like, ride up with you. That's well, we would never get, like, a full summer of, like... Yeah. Um, unless we both, like, lost our jobs unexpectedly. And unless someone is like, Plays with Squirrels podcast, here's a million dollars. Recreate your dreams. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, no, if that happens, it's <laughs> on the road. So, so Corey's upset because Eric's going on this date. And mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> that's when he decides to divorce himself from his family. He's going to live in the treehouse. Um, and then... Probably the best scene in the whole episode is his detention sequence. Yeah. And sure. uh, this is going to be the ongoing theme throughout the whole show is obviously, like, the Mr. Feeney advice. Yeah. Which is always great. Like, uh, even in, the, even in the, the early seasons, he always had these very profound uh, pieces of advice. Um, so Corey's hanging out in the treehouse, and he sees... Mr. Feeney setting up a, a dinner for two, and all of a sudden he gets a phone call, and you don't understand what's happening with that phone call, but he looks upset, he hangs up the phone, he takes away one of the settings, and sits by himself and starts eating, and uh, so they tricked me, 
Because <laughs> yeah. I've seen this episode probably at least a couple times, and I forgot who was actually the person that dinner was supposed to be with. Yeah, and there's going to be a spoiler alert, but yeah. you had 20 years to see this episode, yeah. so so talk. So you're led to believe that him and this teacher that he had been talk- talking to were going to have dinner, and then she canceled last second. Um, so... Once everything's all fixed, you know, Corey uh, works things out with his family, and we'll talk about that in a second, and works things out with his brother and goes through his detention. The closing credit sequence is Feeney talking to that teacher again and asks her out to dinner, and she says, sure, and he goes, I'm quite the cook. I made a beautiful salad for my sister and I the other night, but unfortunately she had to cancel last second. And they they got me. Yeah, and then he like looked at Corey like, bitch. Yeah, like, it was so mean. Corey felt bad for him. Yeah, confused. Good. That was a direct quote. <laughs> that is exactly what he said. Um. So the thing is with uh with this episode is the first like season or two of Boy Meets World is always kind of cheesy to me because it's it's definitely more directed at kids. Than the other seasons. Well, that's why I love, like I yeah. grew up with this show. I feel like yeah, it's kind of like when you read Harry Potter and like each book aged with the original reader. Yeah. Um, the show definitely grew up with its audience, and the first like season or two is very much like the TGIF of that time. Whereas like I feel like Full House never really matured with its audience, and Family Matters never really matured with its audience. Boy Meets World did, so it's the only one that felt like it broke out of that shell a little bit. But there are moments that like, even watching it in my thirties hits me and like the speech that his mom gives him about how he, uh, you know, just how his, he feels like Eric has blown him off for a girl. She reminds him how he blew off his dad for his friends. You still feeling a little abandoned core? Yeah. Well, Life goes on. Yeah, that's what your dad said when it happened to him. Why? Who abandoned dad? You didn't? I never did anything like this to dad. Oh, when you were little, you couldn't wait for your dad to get home from work so you could throw the football around with him? I'll tell you something, he looked forward to it as much as you did. So how come we don't do that so much anymore? Well, you got a little older... You had a bunch of friends. You were more interested in throwing the football around with them. Wait a minute. It sounds like you're saying I'm the bad guy. No, honey, there's no bad guy. All I'm saying is that it's natural that people grow up and priorities change. Okay? You know, it did make me think of our dad. It makes me think of, you know, our mom. And, you know, there's, there's these things where you... Like we said earlier, you take for granted certain things in your life that are really, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Easter just passed, and it was cool calling you guys, but I wasn't home. Yeah. And you it's, know. I mean, you didn't miss much. <laughs> but, but like, Thanksgiving sucks when you're not here. Yeah. You know, I, I know that there is going to eventually be a Christmas where you don't make it. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen one of these days, and, like, that's going to suck. And, like, that's the stuff that... That you uh, you never took for granted. You 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 take for granted because you just always expect that they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that we've done that to our dad. I know that we've done that to our mom, where we chose our friends over our family, and 
you know, and that's part of life. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to grow up and, and separate. But, you know, being reminded that, like, the thing that we used to care about is something that our parents still hold fondly to and still care about. Yeah. Um, and that's the stuff that I really love about the show, even in its early stages. Uh, I'll play I'll play now. I'll play the speech that Feeney gave. But, like, that speech about love is great, too. Yeah. You know? Um just there's a lot of depth that happens in this show that uh, that is unexpected for a debut episode. It's such a good show, though. Like, it really is. Like it, it, even in its early years, it's it's still not the most enjoyable thing in the world as it later becomes. Like the like seasons, I would say from season three beyond is just like a great show. Yeah, like it's just knocking things out of the park. Um, the other thing that is important to note is that they're in sixth grade in this episode. Um, and I've always tried to figure out where it is, so hopefully I'll figure it out while recording this podcast. But they definitely skip a whole grade yeah. in the in the telling of the story. Because they're high school seniors by season five, and mathematically that doesn't add up. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's something something happened. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, there's a. You know who else is missing from this episode though? Mankus. Mankus is missing, and the uh, the no white Tupanga. trash. You know the kid that was uh, the mafia kids. Oh, they're was, the uh, best. Bam, bam, Bigelow. <laughs> or, the no, Vader. Their dad's Vader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Frank, Frankie, Frankie the Enforcer, and Joey the Rat. Joey the Rat. Yeah. Joey the Rat, who later went on to form uh, Rilo Kylie. <laughs> yeah. Frank the Enforcer was a good poet. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the best episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when he reveals that he enjoys doing poetry. How, how am I supposed to be on the show and talk about one episode? <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I don't think we're supposed to focus specifically yeah. on one episode. I have ideas for episodes that I definitely want you to be a part of. Um, just like I have, like, any episode featuring Vader, I know I'm going to have my buddy Tommy, because he's mm-hmm. a huge Boy Meets World and a huge wrestling fan, so that makes sense. Um Neither guy who does horror movie night has ever watched Boy Meets World, apparently. Uh, so I kind of want to make them watch the Scream episode. But at the same time, I feel like if they don't know the show, then that episode is not going to really make sense completely out of context. And I'd rather just do that one with you and Julie since we quote it that, all the That's time. easily the most memorable episode. Like, I, I yeah, let's remember so, sitting. I remember the premiere of that episode. Yeah, I remember taping it off yeah. of television and we would watch it. for. So, so let's do that a little bit. Like, what are some of your big uh, Boy Meets World memories? Like, we watched this first episode. There's obviously like 100 plus episodes that are still left to go uh, of the series and of this podcast. But like, what are some of your like big ones that you remember and always hold with you? Um, the one where Corey is convinced that Topanga is cheating on him. Okay. Um, the underpants. The, the underpants. <laughs> uh, the Halloween one. That is a given. It's not. A, so this is a fun fact. The Scream episode, not a Halloween episode. It came right. out in June. Really? It was. Uh, it was right before graduation. It was an episode about Sean's guilt mm. because he felt like he was the reason why Topanga and Corey were fighting. Yeah. Jennifer the Halloween episode. That episode. Or that season actually is the one that has Sabrina the Teenage Witch at the very end of it, where um, Eric's roommate is dating a witch who wants to utilize their balcony for a seance. <laughs> nice. And I think this is the same episode, actually, when Corey thinks that Topanga is cheating on where Eric 
is after her now. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he climbs into the American Gothic picture, <laughs> tries to jump out. I mean, honestly, you could just like take season five and and that's yeah. the episode I want to do. Um, yeah, it's just there's some good. Yeah, there's some good memories that like I remember for you. One of the big ones was um, you used to always talk about the episode where it ends with them at karaoke. <laughs> And Corey's singing War, What Is It Good For with yeah. the Panga. Gotta love it! <laughs> War! <laughs> <laughs> well, the best is like him, because she's so uninterested in it, so he's like, War! And then it goes to her and she just goes, Good God, y'all. <laughs> oh, no. The timing on it, the, all, th- all three of these main, actually all four, I'm going to include Eric in there too. Yeah. Her, like, Eric... Sean, Corey, Topanga, really just like, as they got older, just got some of the best comedic timing. Yeah, I mean, all of them. Like the other episode that we watched, the the look on Corey's face in the one episode that we watched from season four is so funny, and it's so hard to explain it. Um, stay tuned for like four years from now when we get to this episode, but the just big dumb smiles that yeah. that Ben Savage would would put on his face uh, just he was so good at playing like that lovable dork yeah which is why I don't like the first season that much is that I don't like my Corey Matthews being like this douchey Phillies fan I like him being like the the super average like neurotic anxious <laughs> me yeah us you know? both of us we're both pretty bad <laughs> yeah we just had a terrible time bowling because uh, of our anxiety. <laughs> had a great time with our family, but mentally both of us were like losing our minds. Yeah. And that's like the I guess it's it's that like you said, it's it's the most relatable at the time it was the most relatable thing on TV. Oh, for sure. Um I, mean, I think in later chat. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sabrina was out. I think there's like a few shows. I guess this is a question that I, that I can ask you too because I don't really get to ask this of many of my siblings. There's certain TV shows mm-hmm. that I always tell people if they watch it, they'll understand what our family is like. What are some of those shows for you? I want to see if they're the same shows that I always tell people to watch. Like shows where you're watching it and you're just like, man, that family dynamic is is exactly what mine is. Because I don't think Boy Meets World matches ours at all. No, I mean, we're more like the white clumps. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have, like, to be honest, I really only have, like, dad, you know? Like, that's my dad. Yeah. Um, and even now I'm drawing blanks. See, the two, the two big ones for me always was I was like, if you want to know what my family life was like growing up, watch that 70s show. Okay, and yeah. watch the Goldbergs, like Kitty, Kitty and Red Foreman, and Bev and Murray Goldberg are the two best representations of what our family life, yeah, was like. Because it was like the overly affectionate, could never see anything wrong with any of her kids' mother, and the dad who clearly loved us but preferred. Oh, it was like a sitcom. Yeah, like for just sure. preferred like. Knocking us down a peg. Yeah. (laughs) That is like, you know, throughout my, the whole six seasons of my life so far, I got like one episode where dad said he loved me, you know, (laughs) which I'm okay with that. It's a heartwarming episode. 
Um, and a whole lot more where he called you an idiot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Very, very true. But it's it's a uh, it's cool because it's his way of showing that he loves us, and that's like one of those things that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's all we've got right now. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the early season's rough. I'm looking forward to getting getting more guests on. I'm looking forward to continuing to do this. I'm obviously looking forward to having you back on the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm also really just looking forward to to even season two has a couple really great standout episodes. Um, I, I recall the one where they form a band. That's 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 a great one. But they don't know <laughs> how to play instruments. I love the, the there's no fucking boundaries in that town. You yeah. know, Sean moves in with his teacher. Yeah. Feeney openly talks about school to, to his parents yeah. and then just follows them to college. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason. But you know what? It was one of those things that we used to make fun of as kids about, like, the fact that Feeney was, like, their teacher and then their principal and then, like, just followed them to college. Yeah. But because of how great the final speech of this entire show is, it's, like, well worth it. It's like, all right. I'll suspend my disbelief because that final speech that he gives in the last episode is like one of the most heartbreaking things ever on television. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's tough. So it's, I, I think that sometimes you have to suspend your disbelief to get those earned moments. Yeah. Um, all though, still really, I think it's a good pilot. I think it's a good first episode. Um, I don't know who the guest will be next week, mm. but, uh, next week we'll obviously be talking about episode two. Um, which, Yes, it did air a week later. Uh, on the Fence. So you can let your mind wander on what On the Fence might be about. Mm. You come into my classroom at the beginning of the year and at the end you go. And I really don't know if in the time we spent together I have taught you anything. Well, this afternoon, Mr. Matthews, you are going to learn something from me. Do I have your attention? Yes, sir. I live on the other side of the fence from you, Corey. And it's impossible not to face in your direction every once in a while and notice the people in the next yard. And through the years, I've got to know them. It is apparent that they are fine individuals, but their real strength comes from being a family. And do you know why they're a family, Corey? Because at one time, a man and a woman realized that they loved each other and pursued the unlimited potential of what may come from that love. And here you are. There is no greater aspiration than to have love in our lives, Mr. Matthews. Romeo knew it and died for it. Others know it and prepare salads. (laughs) And those who don't know it will sit in detention for the rest of their lives. 